The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed. For those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono, and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood. All-American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American-made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. I have a fantastic guest for you today, guy who has been a running back in the All-American Football League, the United Indoor Football League, the Canadian Football League, the Continental Indoor Football League, and the National Indoor Football League. He is a two-time NIFL All-Star, the 2006 GLIFL Running Back of the Year, as well as a GLIFL Champion and a UIF All-Star. I am super pumped to talk to this man. He also has his own business. We are going to talk a lot about that. Ray Sean Askew. Ray Sean, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show, and it's a privilege uh, to be here and just be of some service, and I look forward to this podcast. Uh, absolutely. So let's dive right into it. You were a running back. Uh, I know we talked to your brother, uh, Mr. I uh, wanted to talk to you. I'm so glad to get you on the show. Um, so take me through a little bit of the playing days. Uh, why all those leagues and, you know, why running back? Well, well, first of all, just the position itself, you know, um, I always wanted to be a running back. Um, as far as I can remember, I played quarterback, running back growing up to like, you know, elementary, peewee, middle school. Um, but I, it was just something about having the ball in my hand, you know what I mean? Something about being in a position where everybody was kind of trying to, uh, to attack you or trying to. Uh, get to the ball, and I just took to wanting to be that guy who everybody was trying to get after but couldn't get to. You know what I mean? I also watched my older brother, of course, Mr. play the position, and he dominated and, you know, wanted to be like him to a degree uh, growing up. So, uh, really, we got a family full of running backs. <laughs> um, Professional-wise, um, you know, just just the game itself. You know, love playing the game. Uh, got all kind of records. Actually broke the record for the most touchdowns in the history of football with a 210 career touchdown record as a professional, you know. Um, and uh, sport, football 
not just as a sport. It's just one of those sports you got to be a special athlete to want to play. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't find a lot of people who just go out and do pick up football games no more. A lot of times it's basketball or, you know, tossing or something with a baseball or other sports. But in order to, to really play the sport of football and love it and to gravitate towards it, I believe you got to be a special type of athlete person to do it, you know. And I believe that that's part of why I gravitated to that sport, you know, long term and, and, and was successful at it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone heard the, the accolades there at the, the beginning there. I mean, and you're right, though. You know, I I remember when I was younger and we would play pickup football games. We had a big open field right next to my house. We would all go meet there. And every day we, we played a pickup football game. Now, when, when I was in uh, middle school, I remember getting in trouble when I was in eighth grade because we weren't supposed to be playing pickup <laughs> football games. Uh <laughs> Lost my captain C <laughs> for that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> and I think that's when it, it uh, went down for me there is, you know, getting in trouble. And But I played all through high school, and you're right. It takes a special kind of athlete to to gravitate towards the, the sport of football. It's I don't think nowadays people want that that contact and invite that contact that, that you're going to get right. on every play. I mean, you know it as a right. running back. I was a receiver. I know it. You know, I hated going across the middle, and they loved sending me across the middle because I was 6'5 <laughs> in high school. So, you know, <laughs> it was right. <laughs> right. I, I, I'll have some days. I, I played receiver and it was kick returner also. So I played multiple positions. So I know what it's like going across the middle. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, especially playing professional, but – However I get the ball, man, that's kind of how it was, man. I was that guy. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Want, want the ball in your hands. I can I can respect that for sure. <laughs> um, so, like, like we said, we talked to your brother, Mister, a few weeks ago. <clears throat> and take me through that. I mean, he's your older brother. Uh, what type of sibling rivalries did y'all have, especially, you know, being in a competitive sport like football and everything like that? So, what? Was there that family competition, and, and how was that? Yeah, there, there was always that 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 family competition, um, but it's kind of it's kind of two sides two sided if you look at it. Uh, one side is you can call it competition, but because Mister was so much stronger, uh, <laughs> bigger than all of us, you know, it really wasn't uh, a competition on that end, you know. But what he did do was he pushed us to be the best that we could be as the younger siblings. You know what I mean? So. Right. We competed in everything. I mean, of course, video games, it could be no matter what it was. You know, we competed in uh, tag, hide the dark, like anything we could make up, we competed in, you know, and at a high level. It could be like, you know, some Pringles. We're going to eat the Pringles the fastest, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it could be anything. Um, but that fostered an environment for success, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what he did and what our parents did, you know, for us, um, you know, they've been married for years, well over 30 years, you know, um, just the environment they put us in. And the, the in um, our in-house, you know, competition, you know, caused us uh, to be as successful as we could be from a competition standpoint. You know, it was healthy competition. We all embraced it. You know, we all had our own moments of dominating the younger siblings. And I think that passed on down each you know generation to make us better and better as the years go, uh, went on. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, I I. I preach especially to my son uh who's into football now i mean he's 12 uh he's an only child though but he has a cousin who's the same age as him oddly enough he plays my uh my nephew plays running back so i mean and he's pretty good right now at 12 so i'm, I'm looking to see uh because right now the seventh grade team is give the ball to rusty 
Uh, that's that's the game plan right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because he's, right. he's that little player. I was, on, I was getting the ball 95% of the time, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's – that's him. Although I got, I got to work. No, we were still with it. They even knew it. <laughs> I got, I, I got to tell him he he dances a little too much in the backfield. I got to do just north and south. Just get, oh, yeah. get, get your little fast blood upfield. You got to <laughs> hit it and get it, man. Tell, tell yourself wherever you at. Hey, you got to hit it and get it, man. Yeah. Um, and you know my my son. I mean, he's twelve. I mean, he's he's a monster as it is. I've I've talked about it on him on the show a little bit. Um. Just had him uh, weighed at the doctor yesterday, actually, uh, so that we could get off quarantine here. Thank God we can today. <laughs> been, in, been in quarantine for now. This would have made day eight, and I'm, I'm ready to lose my mind. Um, right. But he is five foot six, 192 pounds at 12. So he, on the ball. Yeah, he is. He is my. Right guard right now. I wish they would move him to left tackle. He's better at tackle, but you know, I, I, I'm not going to interfere with the coaches. But you know, right. how would you? Because we're going to get into this and um, what you do now uh, with your athletic training. Uh, got any tips for me on coaching and, and offensive linemen? Because my man, I'm telling you, he's he's got no speed and he's a pooling guard right now. So I got to work on getting him some. <laughs> some wheels because his, his cousin's beating him to the line of scrimmage and he starts gotcha. at the line of scrimmage if that tells you. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, I own um, uh, an advanced sports performance training program in Cincinnati, Ohio called Acceleration Athletic Training uh, LLC. So my program is an advanced sports performance program that dramatically boosts athletic performance in every area. Um, not only do we guarantee results, but we, we make kids and teach them how to be super quick, super fast, super explosive. Uh, we train something very unique called emotional intelligence. We train psychological intelligence, sports intelligence. You know, um, it's almost like an athletic recalibration on what we do. So um, the main thing, uh, what is most important for young for athletes, especially young athletes specifically, um, is teaching something called brain function and feet work. Uh, how your brain process and how you move uh, is key to everything. A lot of people think speed is everything. Speed is very important. But every sport outside of track is short area quickness, burst of speed, um, um, quick movements, you know, in a short amount of space, you know. So it's a unique training that they really need to go through in order for them to maximize results. Uh, and that's what I've done. You know, in my program, I've guaranteed results on every kid I've ever trained, trained hundreds and hundreds of kids with a 100% success rate. Um, and it's, it's, it's phenomenal when they train properly what they can go through, you know. And, and I, I built a company um, as a I was a pre-med major in college. I graduated the top of my class as a pre-med major with a 3.6 GPA. So what I took, what I learned from books, plus my experience as an athlete and design a program, if I went back in time, what would I teach myself to guarantee I went even further? And that's what I teach my kids now, my athletes now. That's that's amazing. That's That sounds awesome. Um, and it's Acceleration, uh, right? That's the, Correct. the name? Acceleration Athletic Training. Yep, RayshawnAskYou.com. Right. Awesome. I, if for anybody looking at that in the Cincinnati area or anything like that, I will have that link in the description of this episode so you could find it there. Uh, but with that, I mean, I know you said you, you graduated top of your class and everything like that is what is the most rewarding part of your business and what you get to do? I know you're working with kids and everything like that and athletes. So what is 
out of everything you just said, what would be the most rewarding to you? How do you how do you feel? Oh yeah, the most rewarding thing to me, we we, we focus mainly on athletes K through twelve. We train college athletes, everything out, everything else, but um, training athletes and watching the emotional intelligence that they learn. You know, a lot of times, even just kids as young have difficult time trying to uh, deal with things emotionally. You know what I mean? Psychologically. Uh, athletically and when done properly you can actually help them every area of their life you know we do leadership building confidence building you know so the most rewarding for me is i have athletes who um everybody write off you know everybody laugh at they kind of sloppy uncoordinated overweight and they come in my program and we go to work put them on a specific kind of plan and they end up with a d1 scholarship wow you know what i mean i'm talking about kids who K through seven, get minimum playing time. One minute, maybe at the end of the game, for seven years straight, come in my program, and in one offseason, start as an eighth grader and start all the way through varsity. You know, I have kids with ADHD or IEP kids who um, struggle with brain functioning, and my program actually helps um, helps them process a whole lot better and allows them to even compete at a much higher level athletically, even making teams where – you know, athletes that people would think could even be on a team can now compete and be on teams and produce and perform at a higher level. So what's most rewarding for me is giving kids opportunities that they would never probably have without ever coming through my program. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, I know I've coached a little bit here and there, uh, helped out with my son's football team, and I was a, uh, a head swim coach uh, for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sport of choice actually that I was better at probably should have stuck with instead of football was swimming. Uh, so oh. do you, do you have any other athletes other than, you know, football players? Do you have any like swimmers or anything like that that go into your programs? Absolutely. I have kids in every sport from basketball, football, baseball, soccer, uh, lacrosse, swimming, cheerleaders, uh, competitive dancers, like you name it. I pretty much train it. I actually got a girl who swam who dropped eight seconds at her backstroke time in six weeks in my program. Get out of here. Eight yep. seconds? Eight, eight seconds. I got a, I got a kid in cross country right now that goes to Lakota High School. He dropped two, uh, two minutes off his four-mile time in two and a half months of training. That is yeah, the results are ridiculous. Insane. The results are absolutely ridiculous, man. <laughs> I know how hard I had to work swimming in college to drop three seconds off of my time, and it took me the yeah. entire season. And right. To drop eight it's, seconds, that's... That's what muscle fiber development is. Brain function, processing. It's a lot of things. Like, your brain's like a muscle, you know? And, it, and, it, and if you train it in a unique way, it can produce phenomenal results in addition to your feet work, your fast-twitching muscle fiber development. Like I said, it's, it's everything, you know, that requires for you to perform at the highest level. It ain't just one thing. A lot of people focus on, like, just speed or just power, and they don't really know how to structure it. So I developed something called athletic sequencing where a certain type of sequence that your athlete needs, in order for them to produce the best results the fastest, I figured out a way, based on my evaluation and the skills that I've learned, to be able to tap into each child that I train in a unique way to put them on the right sequence to allow them to develop as faster than any other program. We'll be back after a quick break. Big labia energy. What if I eat a little cheese every day? <laughs> Just keep it. It's like I have a tolerance. Yeah, for cheese. Good Same job with cats. Your tolerance. 
Like if I pet a cat every day for the first week or two. I you going to say if I eat a cat a little bit every day, <laughs> starting at the tail I mean, and just ate a little bit, then I'd be fine. But if I didn't eat a cat for three months. I would totally start at the face. Why yeah. would you start at the tail? If someone put a gun to my head and said, eat this cat. I'm trying to think of We're an acceptable scenario. About a feline, right? <laughs> oh, did you think I was talking about pussy? Maybe it could go there. I don't want to eat a cat. I want to eat a pussy. <laughs> That is awesome because I mean, especially <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm stuck on this eight seconds thing. I know, but I mean, that's just <laughs> that's insane to me because like I was a backstroker too. That's that's what really gets me too as well. Is you know that was that was my specialty in swimming, and right. <clears throat> you know I was an Olympic hopeful back in 2012. I get it. I know how hard you have right. to work, but man, I wish I knew you back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. I just had three kids go to the Junior Olympics this year. You know what I mean? I had a kid go to the World Series this year, Little League World Series. So I got a lot of kids doing very, very well and performing at an ultra-high level as we draw the training here. So now, do you – I mean, obviously you keep up because you know them now. With the Little League World Series, I know that's televised and everything like that. Uh, did you get to watch your kid play in the Little League World Series? And, you know, how was that being like, you know what, I trained him, I know what he's capable of, and then seeing him do it in an actual game? Oh, yeah, it was very rewarding. I get, I didn't get to watch every game, but I did get to watch him. And it was very not only fulfilling, but it was awesome to watch because I get to see athletes from a raw standpoint. You know what I mean? I get to see them where before they get to a Little League World Series or before they get to – making a double or triple in the World Series or getting a hit or a single or making a play, I see them at their raw point in their athletic career. Right. You know what I mean? So I'll take them from where every parent think they shall it is, and then when you come on program, you actually see exactly how far behind they are and what they need to go. So it's fulfilling for me to be able to see athletes who, who really wouldn't be performing at that level, and then through the process of a year or two years or six months or whatever time that they put in, you know, and they're performing not only at ultra level, but they're producing and helping their team win. You know what I mean? Get to a position to do just major things. So that's the most rewarding for me is being able to see it transpire from the beginning to the end. You know, most people, just like any athletic career you see as a professional, most people don't see the work they went through. You just see Michael Jordan winning six, you know, seven, you know, championships. Or you see LeBron James, or you see, you see that you see him at their highest point, but you don't really see like the process they actually went through. So I, I get the joy in watching the process. I get to see the kid from the beginning, and I know what they can do over time in my program. And then moments like being able to see them on ESPN or ABC or in Junior Olympics, stuff like that, that's the most rewarding part because some of the kids, when you look at them athletically when they started, they never should have been in that position. You know what I mean? But going through the process that we took them through, put them in the best position to be successful, and then I get to kind of live through that moment with them. You know, so it's very rewarding, you know, and very fulfilling. And I just, I thank God for the opportunity that I have to be able to pour back to the kids and to the community. Yeah, that's, that's amazing stuff. I mean, especially, I know how it was uh, with me. I helped coach a, a summer league swimming this year, uh, this past summer. And I had, they gave me the, the advanced kids, you know, I mean, the coach, I mean, I just moved to this area in Zanesville, Ohio. Uh, didn't know her. She reached out uh, and was like, hey, um, I need help with a uh, swim coach. I heard that you were, you know, former swimmer. And would you be interested? You know, and I, and I took the job. And because it was, 
kids anywhere from six to 18 years old was what the, the age range that I had. And they gave me the older kids, the high school kids that were a little bit more developed and seeing them at the meets and having them come up to me and be like, dude, I dropped X amount of time off of my, off of my time here. Like, how did I do it? I was like, remember me pushing you and you giving me a lot of crap at practice and not liking me at practice that much. And they were like, yeah, I was like, congratulations, it just paid off. Like, you just dropped a second and a half off of your best times. You just beat your best time in summer league. Just to let you know. Yeah. And they were like, oh, so you were actually trying to help. And, you know, just trying to get through working with kids was probably the the best part. And seeing it click was probably what was most rewarding. And, oh, I dropped three, four, five seconds off my time. And... So that's why you had a swim in 3,200, 4,000 yards a day. Yeah, that's what I mean. You put in the work and it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. And, you know. Right. Enjoy and, the fruits of their labor. Yes. And it's just, it's it's great to see, and especially in a young age, because I had a couple that were like, oh, I, w- I want to win districts this year. And it's like, keep keep working what you're doing and you'll make districts. You know what I mean? And that's that's what, and seeing at a young age, because I know I had, goals when I was in high school and swimming and everything like that and hearing other kids now being oh well this is what I want to do and being able to build that plan for them was right. probably the most rewarding part of coaching absolutely you know and then that's, that's what's kind of built into my program um a coaching and mentorship side of things to help get kids on track um, and get them, you know what I mean, just to be able to put them in the best position to be successful. Everybody, of course, is not going to make it, but the goal in my program is to teach every kid to maximize their ability, whatever that level is. And with enough time, we we can literally teach them how to compete with those kids who may be more talented, who may be more gifted, but we can outperform them over time by doing the things that we do. Right. And that's very important to watch those kids come out. Like I said, kids who, who, uh, I, mean, I, I can go on and on about the different athletes and kids that I have that are performing at a high level. I got a kid now play football who got minimum playing time last year as a seventh grader, you know, and now this year he's a DN and he now plays wide receiver, running back, can play a whole bunch of different positions now. It started, you know, this year. Uh, I probably got 30 kids who are like old linemen who are now playing skill positions, running back, receiver, kick turner, you know, as a result of being in my program. Um, six kids, top 35 in Ohio in basketball that I've worked with, you know, over time. Um, it's, I mean, the list goes on and on, you know what I mean? What the program does, um, for, for the youth and it, it alters their path, their, their destiny almost, you know what I mean? So we're making the positive greatness in their future. And that's what I want. I'm going to have kids who, who, have, who have a better opportunity than we did growing up, you know what I mean? With the proper resources and the proper, you know, training, the, the, the possibilities are limited really, you know, when you look at it, when it's done right. Right. And, you know, that's amazing seeing, you know, offensive linemen going to skilled positions. Um, I I love seeing that, especially, like I said, my son, he's an offensive and defensive lineman. You know, he plays right guard and defensive tackle. And, you know, I've always said, like, what if we turned him into like a little fridge or like a little Mike Allstott, you know, because he's big and strong. Like, I know he can run people over. I've seen him do it. But the thing is. It's possible when they train properly. Believe it or not, it's possible. And in worst case scenario, he becomes the quickest, fastest pulling guard or tackle that he can be. Right. You know what I mean? It's a worst case scenario. You know what I mean? So the stuff that we do is required by every athlete. You know what I mean? And when done right, it, it just puts them in the best position to be successful. Even if he doesn't 
become that running back that he could possibly be, he becomes the ultimate O-liner. You know, an O-liner who can run like a running back, you know what I mean, who can pull and block. That's what you want in your team. <laughs> Absolutely. You want, you want that big bowling ball leading the way. That's what I keep telling him. I, I mean, I keep calling him my little tank. Right. And he's almost as tall as me now. <laughs> you know, he's getting up there. Uh, but, you know, I right. keep telling him, like, man, just just keep working at your craft. If you want to play football, it can happen. Just keep focusing. It, it's, right. It's tough. Yep. And, like you said. Yep. I, yeah. Good. Sorry. Yeah, no, he got to keep putting in the work over time. And that's the thing. Most people don't want to put in the time. You know, one thing you got to train properly, and then you got to train smart, and then you got to train over time. A lot of people don't know how to do it over time. A lot of people like the short term, you know, I worked hard for this week or this month. And it's like, you have to understand what you're trying to accomplish is going to require time. So if you want to be an old lineman to a running back, it's going to require time. It's not going to be a two month, three month. But the results you get in two or three months is going to be phenomenal we will we teach kids how to perform better in a short period of time let's say eight eight sessions or four a week or let's say four let's say one month to six months 12 months whatever you decide in any amount of time that you train we teach you how to outperform your old athletic self if that makes sense yeah you know what i mean so no matter what time you come in my program you're going to be forming way higher than you ever had as a result of training in my program yeah that's i think that's what young athletes and athletes in general need to to realize is you're not competing against anybody. You're competing against yourself. That is absolutely right. That is why I gravitated to swimming. One, I was really good at it. I mean, mom kind of just like pushed me in a pool when I was young and he's going to sink or swim. (laughs) And, you know, that was my training. She kind of just shoved me in when we were on vacation one year and He's going to sink or swim. And I swam. And I became an Olympic hopeful. I'm not saying that's the right path. I'm just saying that was my path. Right. But that's, right. why, that's why I gravitated to that is because it was me against me. I I still remember right. back uh, college uh, was Relay, one of our uh, IM Relays. It was our was it the, I think it was an 800 IM relay. And I remember getting out and I was always lead off because I was the backstroker. So I got out and I'm, I'm looking at my time and I see everyone starting to finish. And our anchor jumps in and the third leg comes out. And he goes, holy crap, we're like three seconds better than what we normally are if he keeps his pace up. He goes, how did the, how the <laughs> hell did that happen? I was like, oh, I, I dropped three seconds off of my, <laughs> my splits for this. And, <laughs> And I didn't right. realize it until he said something like, "How? What? I don't, something's off." And nice. and he was just like, "Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, good job." Like you know, and it was just, <laughs> and it was always still. I need if I bettered my time, my team's time got better, and that's right. where it drove me to be a better swimmer. And if probably right. if it wasn't for an unfortunate injury, I'd probably still be swimming. To be honest with you, but <clears throat> it happens. It is what it is. But we are coming down to everyone's favorite, favorite segment now. It is the Fast 55. I know you probably heard this on your brother's show. Five random questions by the one and only greatest manager of all time, John Fitty Falcone of the Rideau Brands podcast. And kind of rapid fire, so off the top okay. of your head, I mean, you can elaborate a little bit, but it's just kind of fun, quick thinking. So here we go. Question number one. Who is the greatest running back of all time in NFL history? 
Greatest running back in NFL history. Um, I would have to say Barry Sanders. Okay. You know, if you look what Barry Sanders did, um, with the time that he that he that he had, um, there is nobody that I have seen move, operate, and produce and perform the way he has since he left. Even before him, you, you can't really compare somebody. He's the one athlete that you could probably put any jersey on, and you'd know it's Barry Sanders. Absolutely. You know, um, so him to accomplish what he did with the time he did, I believe I will put him as the greatest of all time. And he, and he still had time to do more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my favorite all time was Walter Payton growing up. But I would have to actually give Barry Sanders the greatest because of what he did with the line he had, the team he had. And he still was putting up ridiculous numbers. Okay. All right. Question number two. Better coach, Bill Belichick or Nick Saban? Man, oh, that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Saban or Bill Belichick? Um, man, they're both great in their own right. Um, I might have to give the edge to Nick Saban only because he's dealing with younger athletes, you know, and yeah. it's a lot harder, mm-hmm. in my opinion, to win consistently with younger athletes and to develop a culture that creates winners the way they have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick, of course, has done a phenomenal job at New England. Um, but to be able to do it with college athletes, you got kids coming right out of high school, kids who come into their own. I mean, that's a lot to deal with and manage. And I think that's a phenomenal job that um, Coach has done there in Alabama. Absolutely. All right. Pro basketball is overrated. True or false? <laughs> um, I think I, I would say overrated. You know, okay. um, the reason why I say that the entertainment value, I don't think it's as high as other sports. You know, uh, I love actually love basketball. It's my favorite sport, even more than football. I just I wish I had to continue playing coming out of high school. Uh, but from an entertainment value, um, I don't I don't think it's as it's just as entertaining as, as, as every other sport. You know what I mean? So I would yep. say it's slightly overrated, uh, slightly overrated. I would agree with you on that one. Um, but question number four. What's the better career, lawyer or dentist? <laughs> yeah. These are good questions, man. What's a better career? I would say dentist is a better career because um, you, you know what your truth is when you're a dentist. You know exactly what you, what, you, what you have to do or not do, and there is no gray area. You know, when you're a lawyer, there is a gray area in things that you have to do or not do in order to win your case. You know, so um, for me, it's just, you know, honestly, the best policy for me, and I gotta always go with what I know. Okay, uh, that one surprised me. I just it's something with people's mouths. I can't, I can't be with people's mouths, so I, I would have went the other route. And I think this last question is is strictly forfeited because this is the first time I've seen this. And, but is it better to work out at five a.m. or nine p.m.? I would say 5 p.m. Um, because no, 5 it depends on what, what, what your goals are. But I, go ahead. Now say it's 5 a.m. or 9 p.m. Yeah, I would say 5 a.m. only because your body is going to be able to not only recover <clears throat> throughout most of the day, um, but you're going to get more benefits if you're able to train in the morning. But it also depends on what you're doing. If you're losing weight or if you're trying to get athletic, that kind of determines on which, what time you go with. Um, and if you're doing muscle building or speed agility, it's, it's, it's different things, you know. So... Um, 9 p.m., you're not going to get the most 
um, metabolic bang for your buck, so to speak. If you're working out late compared to if you did in the morning, your body has all this time to continue to burn fat or do different things you're trying to do. So it, it kind of depends, but I'm going to go at 5 a.m. The earlier you get it done, the better. The more energized you're out throughout the day. Uh, usually you feel in a better mood throughout the day by training earlier like that. So I would take five over nine. Okay. You know. And <laughs> That that will do it for the Fast 55. I think that last question was for Fiddy because I know he's in the gym all the time. So I think he's just right. trying to get a little bit more of a competitive edge for himself. So. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, that is – we are running down near the end of the episode. Uh, like I said, I could, I could sit here and talk sports and everything with you all day and what you do. Uh, but what I want to do for you here too as well, I give every guest this opportunity. So I'm going to give you a minute – to promote whatever you want, whether it's acceleration or whatever you got going on, let people know where they can find you, anything like that. So, floor is yours, Rayshon. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, well, if anybody want to contact or reach me, they can reach me at RayshonAskew.com. It's R A Y S H A W N A S K E W dot com. Acceleration Athletic Training. Um, but what I want to leave a word is just to anybody who might be listening. Uh, no matter what kind of day they're going through, I just want to encourage you just to push through and just to um, get to the other side of whatever issue you, you may be going through. You know, know that nothing lasts forever. If you continue to just be resilient in anything that you do, you can be ex- as successful as you want to be. You know, so try to find ways to get in a positive environment, a different environment. Um, it's like building a puzzle. I mean, if you have a puzzle, the first thing you do is what? You got to clear out the space. So if there's some things you might need to clear out in your life, I would encourage you to clear it out so you can complete the puzzle of greatness and the puzzle of success in your life. And I'll leave it at that. That is actually a great message to end on. <clears throat> so once again, thank you, Ray Sean, for coming on the show. Really appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to be on here with us. Uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Ride Home Ranch podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, like I said, be a friend, tell a friend if you like the show. And if you don't, tell them anyways, because they might like it even though you don't. Uh, That's going to do it, and I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants Podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. Go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also, no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shankit Golf. Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par. But this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.